How is everyone doing this evening? Great. You know how when you see a speaker sometimes and they have something on their lip or something in their mouth, try not to be too distracted from me. I'm going to try to get this cough drop in and out quickly. Um, a little cold, so I'll keep my distance from you guys. But it is great to be here tonight and great to see you. Wow, 60 degree weather today. What is going on? Maybe some more snow. We'll see. I'll take a little bit more snow. Well, it is good to be in God's house. You know, we are so fortunate. I listened to a message today, and if you make, I think the average world, worldwide wage or most average is like something like $2 uh, a day or something, and if you make $200 a day, which for this area would be, you know, maybe perhaps on the lower end, I don't know, that would be like forty-eight grand a year. We, we make more in America and are much richer than almost 98% of the world. Something crazy, the statistics, and I encourage you to look it up. And just the message was about how rich we are and equating it to our how rich we are in Christ and what he has provided to us. And our focus should not be on earthly treasure, but on heavenly things, where what moth and rust, uh, you know, the earthly things, they corrupt. But we know our salvation never corrupts and is eternal. So praise God for that. Well, let's open up in a word of prayer, and then we'll sing, and then we'll praise God and uh, share some prayer requests this evening. God, thank you so much that we can be together, and we just praise you for our church family, God. We thank you for just the encouragement that we can get during a midweek Bible study and prayer meeting. We pray, God, that our time together would be effective, would be edifying, and that we'd be able to share some prayer requests and praises as we just lift each other up. We thank you for your word in 1 Peter 5, 7 that tells us we can cast our care on you because you care for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's stretch our legs and stand together. Come, thou fount of every blessing. We'll sing it together on that first verse. Come, thou fount of every blessing. song here in a minute. Can you put the words on the screen of that last verse? There was just a, a thing I'd like to share on that. Praise his name, I'm fixed upon it. Sorry for putting the media team there on the spot. If not, it's okay. Name of God's redeeming love. He has redeemed us. He has bought us back. The Bible says we were alienated from Christ, and we are now believer priest. And when you think about that, from a biblical perspective, we have direct access to God. The Old Testament saints did not enjoy nearly the amount of access that we have to God today because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. He is the mediator between God and man. Who will be first with a prayer request or a praise this evening? Yes, Tracy, I see your hand there in the back. And is there someone else that would have a praise or prayer request as we hear from Tracy? All right. <coughs> I don't know if you all saw the update Rhonda posted from Beth. 
an hour ago. She said the results of Joe's scope showed no flu bone rejection, but there's something going on. She said that the doctor said they'll be there for at least a week. But she said the three prayer requests is for the biopsy to show clear answers for healing and for Joe's mental state. She said for the first time ever, Joe said he's scared. My heart hurts for Joe. We all know Joe, he's happy-go-lucky. He's scared. Um, Rhonda said yesterday that Beth said, he said, why is this happening to me again? So we really need to lift Beth and Joe up. Definitely, and I see that, you know, the request here, but thank you for the update, even. Um, Troy, would you mind praying for Joe and Beth, please? Yeah. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for the day. We thank you for the safety you've given us and the good day that it's been. We thank you for your provision. Lord, we left up Beth and Joe and the medical team down there at Miami as they're trying to figure out what's going on, why he's lost 10 pounds or so, and but there's no clear answer. Just be with him as this, especially Joe, as this is affecting him, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, that you would just give the doctors the answers that they need and what the appropriate treatment is for with what's going on, that you would also be right there and comfort him Strengthen him. May you give Beth what she needs in order to be able to help John. We thank you for these things in your son's name. Amen. Thank you, Troy. I'd like to lift up uh, one of our employees at work. His name is Leo Shelton. He does live by himself. He had to take a medical leave, but he has been diagnosed with leukemia, and it's rather serious. So he's Receiving treatments at Mary Washington Hospital Center or kind of that healthcare system there in Fredericksburg. And uh, he just needs some encouragement. He asked, um, you know, he's a believer. He knows I'm a believer. So he asked specifically for prayer. And then he asked for cards from our branch and some of our hourly folks. We have about, uh, about 40 something right now for this time of year. So if you could just remember Leo, um, doesn't have a lot of family, has one sister who's kind of helping him out. But other than that, that is his only family uh, around. And I think perhaps his only family members still living, um, at least immediate family. So if you all can remember Leo, and we'll pray for him here in a minute. Is there someone else with a prayer request or praise? Yes, Mom. Yes, please keep my Aunt Alice um, in your prayers. She lost her husband. A gym last Thursday to um, a heart attack. So, um, just comfort and comfort for my cousin Jennifer, who lost her dad. Yes. For comfort and strength during this time. We'll Thank you. We'll certainly pray for that. Amen. And pray for safety of the men as they travel tomorrow for the men's prayer advance. Yes. For safe travels. And what just time so. Is the bus leaving? Seven thirty. 7.30, down to Roanoke. Woo. Down 81, I would assume. All right. Well, let's pray for these requests. God, we do lift up Leo. Uh, we thank you that he knows Christ. We pray that you would use this to just encourage him in the Lord. Uh, we know it's not a great situation with his diagnosis. We pray for complete healing 
I know it's tough for some of our management team as well. I pray that this situation, as they look on, they look at it from afar with Leo not being there every day, that you encourage them to turn back to Christ as well. I pray that we as a management team and an hourly staff would just be able to encourage him in any way that we can and meet his needs, and we do trust you for complete healing. Pray for my Aunt Alice and Cousin Jennifer and Mark and the boys, just kind of not a planned uh, planned thing that happened with Uncle Jim, so I just I lift them up to you. I pray that you would just comfort them. I know they know of you in various ways, and I'm just not sure about their salvation, God, but I pray that they would just look to you and not look to other circumstances in life, and that you would just uh, especially lift up um, Ann Allison. I know she's discouraged and just with the suddenness of everything, so I just pray for them, and we lift them up. Uh, God, we lift up the men's prayer advance. We know that's such a great opportunity for many of the men in our church. We pray for safety as they travel to Roanoke. I, I pray that it would just be a great time of spiritual refreshment. We thank you for the our church just providing uh, the lodging needs and just um, going out of their way to make sure those that can attend can attend. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go to our second. Oh, I'm sorry, Debbie. Um, two things. First of all, um, for those in the church who might remember the Smolarski family, Elsie um, had passed away, I think, last year sometime. Well, just recently, I don't know if anybody had heard, but um, Smokey had has just passed away. Mm. And so if you want to be in prayer for the Smolarski family, um, their daughter, Sarah, is, um, has, is the one who had announced it. Um, I still think her and her dad, um, Ed, um, are still estranged that I'm aware of. Um, of course, and her mom, Peg, has passed away. So within the past two years, um, they've lost Peggy and then the grandma, Elsie, and now the grandpa, Smokey. So for that family. Um, and then uh, just an update on my dad. I spoke to him just tonight. And he um, has been feeling better, um, which is good. He's making progress. Still has pain, of course, um, but having um, better um, days. And um, is borrowing my brother's vehicle so that he can get around as needed. Um, and so when I asked him if he'd heard anything from the insurance company yet, he said that, yes, they're going to send him a check in the mail for the car because, of course, it was completely totaled. So all good news. Just continue prayer for him. We will certainly do that here momentarily, and that's good news, and we'll, we'll definitely lift up the Smolarskis as well. I can remember, I guess it would have been maybe almost 10 years ago, I remember we went a few from the church to clean up their yard and kind of help them out, and, you know, they were always kind of interested in other people as well, and... Uh, I just kind of remember that about them. Who else is next? Arthur? Oh, I'm sorry, Rebecca. And then uh, we'll, we'll pass the mic over there to Arthur uh, here in a minute. Uh, so I have two real quick. Um, I don't know if you remember, but a very long time ago, probably maybe a year ago, um, I asked for prayer for um, my friends and their baby. Um, the baby's name is Josie. And the parents are Kim and Jake. Um, well, I think she just turned one or is about to turn one. Um, and so basically from the time she was born until 
July, August, she was in the hospital. Um, and then she came home and had been, I guess, doing fairly well. And then in October, she got a cold. And ever since that cold, she hasn't been able to wean back off of her oxygen. And I guess within the last day or so, she's took a turn for the worse. Um, so she's back in the hospital in the PICU. And to my knowledge, it doesn't look that great. Um, so if you could keep them in, the, in your prayers, um, this, it's, this is the, they lost their first child. Um, and so now they're, you know, they're really struggling with this second one. Um, and then secondly, um, I have a possible, uh, a job offer of sorts. Um, we haven't worked out any of the details or anything yet. Um, but I, I was also, uh, referred by a student um, who was a hygienist for another office to apply at this off at a different office, and so I did that tonight. So I have two possible job opportunities. So um, I'm trying not to jump. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping the second one will get back to me relatively quickly, and I can have two to pick from. That if that makes nice. sense. Yeah. So. Well, we will certainly pray for that. Um, Arthur, go ahead and share your prayer request, and then we'll pray for this kind of group here. Do you have a request Sunday for morning, um, our daughter Tabitha's house caught on fire. Oh, man. Yeah, and um, it's been rough. They've, um, the insurance company put them up in a hotel because... Uh, the fire started in the garage attic where the HVAC system was, and it, um, the motor on it burned up or something. And uh, it ripped through the attic. And so when the fire department came, you know, they blasted water all through the attic. Yeah. And the insulation and everything, yeah. got, got wet, and the ceilings came down and destroyed all their belongings. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I know when stuff is in the attic like that, you know, they do kind of tear everything up to make sure it doesn't spread, but that doesn't lessen the impact. No, it sure. made it worse. Yeah. Is there anything that the church can do? Do they need clothing or anything like that? Um, Patty might know more about that, but I know there's other people closer to where they live that are helping them out. Okay. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you guys can just let us know or let somebody in the church know, you know. Okay. But we'll certainly pray for that. Michael, would you be able to pray for uh, these requests? I know there's a few, so maybe we'll, we'll just split it here. Would you, would you pray for Tabitha and the family and then uh, Rebecca's job interviews mm -hmm. and then the uh, baby Josie who's kind of not doing well? Yes. Thank you. All right, let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you now. And God, we lift up these requests to you. Or we think of uh, Tabitha, God, dealing with this, um, this house fire that just happened. God, I pray that you would help them through this. I pray that you would provide the things that they need. And I pray that they wouldn't have any issues with insurance. And that um, this, uh, they would get back, you know, a transition to this would be quick and smooth. Everything would be prepared quickly with this. And we pray also for... Um, Maybe Josie, Lord, as she's back in the um, hospital and not, not doing well. God, we pray that you would give the doctors wisdom to know 
how to treat her. Yeah, we pray that you would lift her up and heal her lungs and bring her back to full health. And we pray also for Rebecca, give her wisdom with these job opportunities. I pray that the second one will get back quickly uh, so that she'll be able to make a decision. And I pray that you provide uh, the exact job that she needs. And yeah, we lift all these things up to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God, we do also want to pray for Rusty, and we thank you that he's doing well. We thank you that the insurance and the, the check for the uh, value of the total vehicle is going to be issued, so we thank you that there's no complications with that, as sometimes that can be very stressful. We pray for continued healing for him, that he would have minimum pain as uh, the days, uh, as he gets past the, the date of the accident and just continues to take it easy. God, I know sometimes that's hard for older folks, so we just lift him up. Thank you that he's able to borrow a family vehicle uh, to get around as he needs. We do pray for the Smilarski family, God. We know um, Ed has passed away recently, uh, Elsie, and I think one other family member, and just the family dynamics there as well. We just lift them up uh, to you. We ask that they would look to you for restoration, for comfort, and for healing. We also want to pray for um, Katie Schneider's granddad who's in the hospital and critically ill there in Connecticut. We thank you for giving Katie safety traveling up there. We just pray for wisdom for the doctors and uh, just all the different mach machines that are that he's on that are helping him breathe. And uh, God, we just we just lift up the family to you. We just pray pray for uh, decision, wisdom and decision making, and just comfort for the family right now. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, who will be next with the prayer request or praise? Milton, I see your hand, and then we'll go to the back to Tammy. I guess my, my good evening, family. Good evening. Uh, my two prayer requests is, uh, one, the family of Fellowship Baptist Church is being under attack, our family members, so that God would place a hedge of protection around our family members. Some are suffering with mental illness, some are suffering with physical illness, and so he would just cover them, but also cover us. And then our, my second uh, prayer request is that, just like Elijah, he would give us a double portion of compassion, mercy, long suffering, uh, that we would be able to endure through these trials. Amen, yes. definitely. We'll lift that up here in a minute, and we'll hear from Tammy. <laughs> So we just want to um, ask for prayer for our, our son's coach when he was in high school. Uh, just to take the story back just a little bit, when our son was in uh, high school, his principal from the time he was in kindergarten, his name was Joe Tarr. And Joe Tarr, Dylan's junior year, was probably, what, 45, 47? And he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. pancreatic cancer and he passed away very quickly within four months probably four to five months after diagnosis so mid-december um that was probably what five six years ago it's been a minute 17 okay yes. so six years ago so mid-december of this last year 23 um daryl tar his brother was diagnosed with colon cancer um, they are a very faithful, believing family. I mean, I just, 
we get so overwhelmed by that family, just how strong their faith is. But as many of you know that are very faithful in the church, when you have those kind of health issues, um, it's just difficult. And it's been, since mid-December, it's been a roller coaster ride. He had surgery. What's going on with the colon cancer? I'm not really sure, other than they put in a port. They found some, thought they found some stuff on his lungs. We're pretty sure it was cancer. The biopsy came back negative. They were praising the Lord, and then they found a thing on the other lung. So, I mean, there's, there's no doubt they are under, you know, just attack. It's a roller coaster ride. But um, they are just such a, yeah, a loving family, they have young children. Um, and so I, I think the, especially for the kids, just the traumatic of they watched their uncle pass away. And, you know, no matter how faithful you are, and then they ended up losing their dad a couple years later to a form of cancer. And so no matter how faithful you are, you can't get those thoughts out of your head. So um, his name is Daryl Tarr. Um, Daryl's probably mid to... To, so he's 40. He's probably, yeah, 40, 42 with the oldest, very young. Um, so if you could just lift up um, the Tar family, it's Daryl and Lindsay Tar. Um, just, I know it's a struggle for her. It's a lot to go through. Um, but definitely if we could just add them to the prayer list. We will certainly. Continuously, I would appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. So Daryl and Lindsay Tar, and Daryl's been diagnosed with cancer, so we'll pray for him. And that reminded me, um, our family friend, Marion who you may have met, she worked at Aldi and Brandywine for a while. Um, she has been diagnosed again with colon cancer and she's undergoing treatments currently. I don't remember Marion's last name, do you, Rebecca? It starts with a B. Walker, not a B, Marion Walker. So Daryl and Marion, both facing uh, colon cancer. Kevin, would you mind praying for these individuals? And then Milton's request, just for our church family and our church body for health, we know there's going to be various things that happen, and we, God is sovereign. We can't control everything, but we can control our response, which is easy to say it out of my mouth. I can't say I've responded properly every time. No way. But if you could just lift up our church family and these individuals facing cancer. Absolutely. All right. Father, we, we thank you for this evening. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. And we do thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to, to gather together and lift you the things that are on our hearts, Father. There are so many folks that we just that are on our hearts tonight. A lot of them are in our own church, Lord, and we lift them up to you. We pray, Father, for healing for many of them, whether it is physical or if it is uh, you know, psychological or emotional. But Father, the, these, these challenges, these things that we are handed, Lord, we, we pray, Father, that we will glorify you through the battle. Father, we just pray that you will give us the strength, but that we will glorify you, Father, so that we can show this lost and dying world that, that you are God, that you are on your throne, that you are in control, and that these things are handed to us for various reasons, whether to make us stronger, to draw us closer to you, or because there's things in our lives that we need to get rid of. But, Father, we just lift this to you, and we pray, Father for strength for them and for healing for all of them, Father. And we, Father, we lift up to you uh, tonight, the Tor family. We, we lift up to you, Daryl. We pray, Father, that, uh, that you will heal him. And, and Father, we pray for strength for the family. It's, it's difficult enough to lose one family member, but to have another family member uh, come up with cancer as well, Lord, we just lift them up to you, Father. We just pray that, that you will give them strength and that, that there will be a, a rapid healing, Father, and just give them, uh, give them what they need the most, Father. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your strength and, uh, for, the, and for all that you've done for us, Lord. Father, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Kevin. And we want our family, we would like to extend thanks. You know, many of you have blessed us with meals and different things over the past almost year or so. So we are just extremely thankful uh, to you all, and we greatly appreciate it. We haven't gotten a bad meal yet, which statistically is pretty good. You know, you would think that, oh, man, you know, church potlucks, you're like, who made that? And you're like, oh. I may move on from that. Don't, lo- don't, don't act like you don't do it, right? You all do it, right? On that last meal that we had together, you all analyzed it and just weighed your options, right? But we are just so thankful um, to what you got, for what you guys have done for us. And we just praise God for his provision. You know, a lot of the treatment we're doing is being done without, outside of our insurance uh, because, you know, I've appealed to the insurance company twice already and they're just not having it so um, we just praise God for his provision and I echo pastors I guess a couple messages ago some pharmacies are absolutely terrible (laughs) so we start on a new Rebecca starts on a new medicine soon and they said oh you coming by to pick it up and we're like no you guys last spoke to us and you were supposed to ship it so thankfully it's getting shipped to us um, so we don't have to drive to McLean uh, and get it but uh, we just praise God for his uh, provision we had medicine prescribed and, uh, for our kids at one point, and they all went to three separate CVS pharmacies, if you can believe that, wow. from the same doctor's visit. Wow. But still praise God, we got it anyways, Amen. and at least we don't have to walk, you know, 10 miles or this and that like others have to do in other countries. First world problems for sure, but we're just so thankful for you all. Um, so anybody else with a prayer request or praise? I know we haven't sung a lot, but that's fine. Stephen, and then Kevin, we'll come back to you. Uh, just a, a praise. Um, I've been starting a new class in my in seminary on apologetics, and part of the assignments we have to do a couple of field reports. We have to go in person and talk to people. And uh, um, Lydia's brother David, he invited me um, to go with him to George Mason again. So oh, I went cool. out there again on Monday night and. If you ever need a burden for souls and you're just like, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm worried about souls, go to a college campus with a Bible and a stack of tracts and you'll get a burden in a couple hours because we went out there and it's, it's interesting because you can stand here and pass out tracts and nobody gives you grief. They let you do whatever as long as you're not making a fuss there and it'll be like, no, 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 yes, 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 no, 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 yes, yes, yes. And you'll meet people from all over the world. A lot of uh, the particular campus we were at, George Mason, has a lot of like Middle Eastern people, a lot of Muslims, uh, a lot of people from India. We met these four guys. They were like a weekend being in America from oh, India, wow. studying cool. data analytics. And the first, the one of the things they get is a witness in English and in Hindi. So, and we got to chatting about India, and and it was just really cool because they were. I was talking to them about my love for India, and they were like, "I wish more Indians had this uh, pride for their own country and their heritage." And so we talked for a while, and then we gave out like. I think like 200 tracks we got total. And then we had this conversation where campuses, you can really have some good like in-depth conversations where you're one-on-one or, and we had a group come over and, and they were just trying to bombard us. We we're like, yeah, if, if Jesus is God, then why did he say he didn't know the day or the hour? And they were like, yeah. And then they were like high-fiving each other as if they like got one on us. And so um, by the Holy Spirit's providence, it wasn't me. And it was Pastor's sermon afterwards came into mind last Sunday about knowing your Bible, because in that moment, I remember it was me and a couple other guys, and I said, hey, one at a time, 
it's like, we're just gonna do this. And so they settled down and this guy Sube, we started going, we were having dialogue and I started talking to him and I said, you know, it's like there are times when Jesus veiled his deity, not that he took away his deity and didn't stop being, he stopped being God, but there are times where he took on more of his human nature. But then I was like, there's other times where it says he perceived their thoughts and he understood what they were saying. And I brought up the point of, and the verse that where the Jews say, you know, Jesus is telling the Jews, he says, for what good work do you stone me? And they're like, for good work we stone thee not, but because thou being a man makest thyself God. So they understood what he was saying. And so we got in this whole thing about justification. And I talked about them if they were to die tonight, where they would spend eternity. And in Islam, a lot of it's a hope where they're like, I just think God's all merciful. And they really weren't understanding the nature of justification because I talked about, they were like, well, do you know? And I was like, yes, I do know. And then they were like, okay, well, if you know you're going to go to heaven, why don't you just kill yourself right here? And then, you know, that way you can go to God and be better, right? It's a better place. Sounds like quite the uh, yeah. conversation. So we, we were going back and forth and God was bringing all these verses to my mind. And, and I was explaining how I, 2 Corinthians 5.21 came in. I was like, he became sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be, and I remember we were, we were going back and forth. And then um, this guy was like, can I do a side conversation? So I did that and the other guys were dealing with this guy and we were talking about different ways of knowing and then I, I brought up in the end where I said that the book, um, Kier Schmidt's book, Done, came to my mind because mm -hmm. I said all the religions of the world, it's do. It's do this, it's do this, it's do this. I was like versus biblical Christianity is it's done. It's, it's finished in Christ and so we had really fruitful conversation like God blew my mind with the verses he was bringing to, to, my, to my mind there and just pray for those guys. The two ones I remember were Sube and Mustafa. And um, yeah, the one he, Sube, he's like, it's Arabic for like morning or whatever. But they were just really humble guys. Once you like settled them down and it wasn't the like, just trying to get you or just trying to, you know, yeah, I got you and whatever. And then by the time we got done, we were fellowshipping, everybody was encouraged because I think there was like 20 total believers out there from another church that that's their regular mission spot. And I just get got invited there. Oh, cool. Well, that's cool that you and Dave got to yeah. Head out the GMU. Would you mind lifting up those two guys? Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful night that you've allowed us to be here. God, of all the places we could be, thank you, God, that we have decided to come here and be under your preaching, uh, your word, and under the worship of you. And uh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be, go out Monday night to George Mason University there and proclaim Christ a place like a, like a college where so many times they're told there's either no God or many times other gods are accepted but the Christian God. And I thank you for the opportunity you gave God, the burden you put on that ministry, that church that goes there regularly during the school years. And thank you, God, that you allowed me to be a part of it and, um, and Dave to be a part of it. And Lord, for Sube and Mustafa and all the rest that, that took gospel tracks and that heard a gospel presentation of some sort, please, soften their hearts, break down their objections, break down the arguments that they have against Christianity. And those that didn't engage at all, those that just ignored and didn't even respond with a no thank you, please have mercy upon them and let the faithful witness that's there every Monday just be used of the Holy Spirit to soften hearts. And may we see many people on this college campus and college campuses around this area and around the world just come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Lord. College campuses are a ripe mission field. There's plenty of young people there and professors and people from all over the world and many times from places that are not open to the gospel regularly that are coming here. And we get the opportunity to be used of you to go and proclaim Christ. 
And so, God, may you just break our hearts over those uh, people in the college campuses to pray for them, number one, to prepare what we would want to say to them, and then to go and preach and proclaim Christ to them as their only hope, that there's no hope in evolution, there's no hope in, in false ideologies and false religions that tell them they have to do something and that they can never truly know that they're saved, but God, that they can know you, that they can know Christ, whom to know is life eternal. And so God, may you burden our hearts, may you break our hearts over these precious students and teachers to pray for them, and, and may we see many, many come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and many campus ministries started up if they're not already, or encouraged if they're already there, to just see much fruit and see much people come to reject worldly wisdom and false ideologies and come to trust the finished work of Christ. God, be with us tonight in this service, and let your will and way be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Kevin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, insurance companies because we had a conversation with Julia earlier this week. She's having problems with her insurance company as well. Um, the, the insurance company that the hospital has, and that's the only health insurance company that they have, uh, they're charging, what was it, $1,800 deductible for all of her, yes, for all of her uh, medical supplies. So uh, she has a, a, a pump and all these other things that she has as a diabetic. Oh, right. And so her deductible is about $1,800. And so, and, and you know, she's still going through fellowship. So it's not like she's making a lot of money. Yeah, she's not making doctor, doctor money. No, right she's now. really not. She's really not. Plus, you know, having to pay rent, pay for food and everything else. And it's just, it was, it was stressing her out. And I totally get it. I really do because um, you know. And, and what's interesting is that her her thought was not just about her situation, but all of the patients, all the parents that come in with their kids who make even less than she does, and they're having to do the same thing. So I just want to lift her up. You know, she just kind of um, you know, one for God to to meet her needs, but also to help her heart through all of this, because it, it can get you very bitter and very cynical very easily, especially working in the medical field in the first place and seeing what's going on. Sure. Um, I'm going to ask you to pray for that here in a minute. I do have a prayer request from Andy Sullivan. We had prayed for Jim McDaniel for some weeks, and he's asking for continued uh, prayer. It's been six weeks since he's had a stroke. Uh, he is improving, but he has a long way to go. Mm -hmm. And then for his wife, Pam, uh, who's helping him during the uh, the day today. Okay, what was his name again, I'm sorry? His name is Jim McDaniel, Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam McDaniel, yeah. okay, yes. will do. Father, I thank you again for this evening. I thank you, Lord, for, for answered prayers, Father. You have been faithful beyond understanding. You've been compassionate and loving for all of us. And we thank you tonight, Father, we really do. And Father, tonight, um, I lift up to you, Julia. Father, I, I ask you to help her, help her through the challenges that she's facing right now with, with her insurance company and trying to pay for all of the supplies that she needs for, for her diabetes, Father. I, I, Lord, I just lift her up to you. I, I know that you've met her needs, and I know you will continue to do so, but looking at it from her standpoint, Lord, I just lift up her heart. I pray, Father, that you will give her strength through this and, and open her eyes, Father. Open her eyes to 
everything that you have done for her and just show her once again, Father, how you are meeting her needs and, and just help her through this, Father. And Lord, I lift up to you the McDaniel family. Um, and I, I lift up to you, Jim McDaniel. I pray, Father, um, for... Uh, it's a slow process, Father, um, recovering from a stroke. And I just lift him up to you, Father. I, I lift up to you the entire family, Lord. It can get very impatient waiting for someone to recover, whether it's from a stroke or other injuries or surgery. And Lord, we sometimes just kind of chomp at the bit, not knowing that you, you've set this up for a reason. There's a reason that we heal slowly. Maybe sometimes it's to slow us down. Sometimes it's just to, to work on our patients a little bit. But I lift them up to you, Father. And I do lift them up, and I do pray for a complete healing, Father. A complete and total healing. No, no after effects of the stroke, nothing, no uh, loss of feeling, loss of movement, anything like that, Father. So I lift them up to you tonight, Lord ask a special blessing on them. And I thank you again, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take out our prayer uh, sheets, and we will kind of read through the names here on our salvation list. <clears throat> I know we do this in different uh, methods uh, from week to week, but I thought it may be important tonight to, to read these names and to think about these folks. And the message I listen to today as well, reference the, the church at Laodicea, and remember um, the, the sermon title was called Lukewarm and Loving It, um, and uh, we as a church and pastor references the verse very frequently about many will say, you know, we've prophesied in your name, we've done many wonderful works, and uh, I hope it's not you tonight that you've just somehow tried to convince yourself that you're you're saved and you know deep down that you're not. Um, I would encourage you, there's no shame, there's no, no you know, way that someone's going to look at you. That would be the worst mistake you could ever make is not placing your faith in Jesus Christ. He is the only way to salvation. Um, it's not work, workspace. Sometimes we can kind of look at others and just sometimes wonder, are they really a believer? A lot of people say they are believers, but do they really know Jesus? So think about these names as we read them. Perhaps you know some of them. Think about maybe a circumstance that they could be facing that they're using as a reason not to accept Christ. You know, uh, all prisoners behind bars. Perhaps they're using, well, if God was really God, he wouldn't have me in this situation. Um, and I mentioned a couple weeks ago, our mechanic at work, you know, he found God in prison and got saved and began reading his Bible again and was baptized when he got out of prison and, uh, you know, is going to church uh, pretty regularly. So uh, it, people can be saved from all walks of life and all circumstances, and there's no limit to God's uh, salvation. So we're praying for Evelyn and William Doolittle. And William Doolittle also is mentioned on the prayer request. He's unable to uh, work because he fell and broke his foot. So we need to be praying for Evelyn and William for that but more importantly for their salvation. William Fox, Linda Campbell, Wade Campbell, Tiffany, Afia Twinaboa, Scooby, Peter Demos, all prisoners behind bars, the families of Christians killed by jihadists in Nigeria, Doug Gregory, James and Debbie Priest, Eric and Stephanie Lyles, Nick and Lucas Lyles, Mason Mathis, <coughs> excuse me, Kareem and Susie Sali, Elliot Lyles, Michael Douglas, Matthew Zipper, BK, Joseph Hudson, Tanya Henderson, Anna Ehrman, Cordell Smith, 
Bill Little, Angela Little, Billy Little, Kayla Little, Dwight Wiggins, Tanya Henderson, Aaliyah Gill, Michael Haina, Thomas Olauson, Elizabeth Ann Benoit. God, we do lift up these individuals tonight and many more that are uh, not on this list of our family members, neighbors, co-workers. God, we lift them to you for uh, salvation. We know, God, that they have to draw near to you as well. It's not, uh, it's not works that get us to you, but we do have to have a repentant heart and accept that gift of salvation. So we pray, God, that there will be many gospel conversations able to be had over the next week or so until we meet again, Lord willing. God, it's amazing how oftentimes we can turn a conversation into sharing Christ with somebody, not in a, not in a forward way, kind of like Stephen mentioned. It's just really caring for somebody, having a genuine conversation, not trying to lord over them with knowledge or puff ourselves up, God, but it is all about you and what you have done for us. As Stephen mentioned, there's a lot of religions, most, that just say do, 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 but it's about what you have already done for us. And we thank you so much for that, and we're trusting you to save these individuals. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, a few minutes remaining. Let's go ahead and sing the second verse of our first song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. We'll sing the second verse together, about five minutes remaining. So if you have a prayer request or praise, please share before pastor comes. Hitherto thy love has blessed me to this place, and I know thy hand will bring me safely home by thy good grace. Jesus sought me blood. Thank you. Sorry about my voice. Yes, Miss Susan. And then I see Stacy's hand. I'm sorry. Sometimes I blank on people's names and I've known you for 10 years plus, but I, I remembered. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I just wanted to share praise and thank you all for praying for us for safe travels. We had safety going down to Florida. Um, no problems on the flight. Our car got upgraded, so we had a wonderful GPS to navigate around with. Very nice. Um, and we got to uh, spend some time with a cousin of mine that I hadn't seen in 40 years. Wow. And we got to spend some time with a friend of Debbie's that she hadn't seen in 30 years. Wow, that's So cool. hopefully um, we were a good testimony to them. We, you know, just kind of laying some groundwork. They're very religious, but I don't think they're saved. And um, and then God blessed us with uh, the ability to watch a launch, a real live launch at the Kennedy Center, Ooh, Kennedy fun. Space Center, and um, and then he he worked out some things for us to get home that which that shouldn't have been because the rules are you this, and he worked those out for us, and we our flight was not canceled; it was delayed but not canceled. So. We had a, a lot of things to praise God for. Amen, definitely. Well, we, I thank you all for the meals that you provided, but if you want to provide a ride for me on a Blue Origin rocket, I will definitely take that, and I would go to space. So only about 250000 I think. Um, Stacy, and then Linda will come to you, and then we'll close down our, close down our time together here.
sorry. First, I want to thank everybody for praying. And I want a huge praise that my sister was able to come down today. Um, that's a miracle all by itself. It just, she just doesn't, unfortunately, do what she's supposed to do when it comes to my mom. Mm. But this, this, rough, this has been a really rough patch, worse than it was a little over a year ago. She's very combative and difficult and just fighting me on everything. Today's been better. Um, so that's, I know that's due to your prayers and hopefully this second antibiotic will work. They, um, all this they say is from the UTIs and it's just so hard. It's hard to watch your mom go through all of this and when you have to treat her like a child, sometimes that makes it even harder. Yeah. Um, so I just appreciate your prayers. And I'm just thankful that I was able to get out tonight. <laughs> just, I just told my sister I have to go to church. I just need to be filled. And I, again, just want to thank you. Please just continue to pray that she'll heal. And that this will, come, this will uh, subside like it did last time. Thank you. You're welcome. Linda? As you, some of you saw, I come in late, and somebody's dome light's on. And I'm, I was going to say so as soon as they come in, raise my hand, and I forgot. <laughs> so it's a, a gray Toyota. It's all the way to the far, what, what hand is this? My left, over all the way on the end. I, I don't know whose car that is. Gray Toyota. Well, a I gray know, Toyota. I know somebody with a gray Toyota, but I don't know if it's. Is that yours? Is all it right, all the well, way to the end? Well, we'll check it out and we'll come. We'll yeah, come back I, I just don't want you not to be able to go home because your battery's dead. And then um, thank you for uh, adding uh, William and Evelyn to the prayer list. That's my sister. Uh, he's her primary caregiver. Like it says on there, uh, he fell and broke his foot and he's not able to work. And she's been reaching out to everybody she knows and, and, and saying, you know, help me. Mm. And... Uh, I talked to her twice on the phone, and I'm really, really concerned about her profession of salvation. She used bad language and talked about things that, ugh. And um, so I, I think it said William there, but Evelyn, too. Pray for both of their salvation. Mm -hmm. They both have terrible uh, health problems. She's having seizures several times a day. Um, so... Uh, it's just, it's a bad situation. So I, I covet your prayers, and uh, I know that um, my sisters that I meet with on Tuesday have been praying for her for the last couple of weeks. That's and great. I need wisdom. Uh, I'm all tore up about helping her, and I've paid part of a phone bill. I sent her a Walmart uh, gift card, and then um, she asked me to... to to put funds on the GoFundMe that, that's there. And it's just like, just pray that, that those funds will help and not uh, enable. Right. Thank you. We'll certainly pray for that. Gary, would you mind praying for uh, Stacy's situation with mom and caregiving? And then uh, Evelyn and William, please. Thank you. And I just want to offer a quick uh, praise. Um, you know, we've had a, a 
a rough year, but it's prayer that has carried us through. And I shared uh, several months ago um, when I stayed at this Verbo in Ohio, um, I met this family and the husband and I had become really close friends. Um, they traveled to the Czech Republic a few weeks ago <laughs> and they were texting me <laughs> uh, along the whole route. Wow. We're here, pray for us. We're here, pray for us. But um, it's just been a blessing. But what was a real blessing was January 5th would have been Deborah's birthday. And it was, you know, I got through it. <laughs> but what I learned the day after is that his name is David. That evening, he said, I just kept coming to his mind. He was at 11 o'clock. I know he was praying. I know he has to get up to walk his dog. At 3 o'clock in the morning, he was praying for me. And that's actually the time I went to bed that evening. Wow. And I just had to stop. And he didn't know it was her birthday. <laughs> but I was on his mind. I was just thanking God for people who listen to God Amen. and then follow through and cry out to God because that is what um, we take it lightly, um, the power of prayer yes. and remembering people. And um, when people come to your mind, uh, Deborah used to say it all the time, in the middle of the night she'd wake up and she wouldn't know what was going on, but she'd just start going down the list and praying and I find myself doing that. So pray. Uh, people come to mind, pray. Because um, you never know what they're going through. You may never know mm -hmm. until we reach heaven. But Father, we do thank you tonight for uh, being here. We thank you for um, prayer. Father, you've heard um, Linda's request, Father, and we lift that up to you, Father. Uh, that you will move in that situation. You've heard uh, Stacy's prayer request, Father. Uh, it is a request, Father, but I am rejoicing in answered prayer that she is getting a break. She is being relieved that, that her sister, who Stacy says is a miracle that she came, we thank you, that's the power of prayer, that she has come and she will be helping her mother and her sister and uh, I just want to thank you tonight for that and ask that you will touch Miss um, Donna, that the medication she's taking in addition to the prayers that have gone up and the prayers that will go up, Father, will heal her and restore her to where she was before, Father, and that you will ease Stacy's stress, Father, uh, calm her, give her a good night's sleep, give all three of them a good night's sleep because you're hearing our prayers, Father, and our love for her. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Gary. And uh, now we'll hear from Pastor.
Good evening. Lots of prayer requests tonight. That's a, that's a good thing. A lot of people going through tough times is not a good thing, but God is good. Um, Beth Franklin called me a, a few hours ago, and Tracy already gave the update. She asked me to pray and told me some things, but I think Tracy had even newer information uh, that Beth put out on Facebook even since then. But the good thing was she said uh, the doctor told her it's treatable. So praise the Lord. Joseph is going through a lot. He lost 17 pounds. This is, uh, is he 17 or 18 years old? Weighs 89 pounds. That's not good. Joseph was thin to begin with. He lost 17 pounds in three weeks. So uh, keep him in prayer. And uh, today, January 24th, one year ago, today, I was in Fort Lauderdale for a conference. And my wife was on a cruise with her mother. And it was a year ago today that I got a call from the cruise ship infirmary that my wife was very, very sick, and they were taking her off the ship to, in Curacao to put her in the hospital there because she had, an, uh, she actually had contracted E. coli from the food on the ship and had turned into sepsis. So uh, that was a year ago today. Many of you remember that. That was, uh, I call it my unplanned Caribbean vacation. <laughs> I got on a plane and flew to Curacao. I couldn't, I was in Fort Lauderdale, did not have my passport. Christopher got my passport, overnighted it to me. So it was the next day before I could fly to Curacao. I got my wife and mother-in-law and we flew back the next day to Miami and then went home on that, uh, that Friday. It was a little bit crazy. She was really sick, but by the grace of God, got through that, and uh, uh, what Gary said last year was uh, not a good year for us, but God is good, and prayer does matter, and God gets us through some, uh, some difficult things at times. Well, let's go to Psalm 27. I started this Psalm two weeks ago, and uh, didn't have time to finish it, and I'm not sure that I will this week either. Uh, we looked at just the first three verses. It is a Psalm of David. So we're just going to jump in with uh, verse 4. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll jump in here. Father, we do love you. You are so good. I think back on what you brought my wife through and that was, uh, was a major ordeal. It was, she was sick for months after that. But God, you brought her through it and I thank you for it. All that you did on that trip to get me down there and worked out so many details. It was amazing. And just seeing your hand at work all the way through it. I just praise you and thank you for it. God, as we look to your word tonight, teach us. David loved you. He was a man after your heart. So God, use him in the words that you had him write. Use that to teach us tonight. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Psalm 27, we pick up in verse 4. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord 
and to inquire in his temple. One thing. That's a beautiful verse. David said, I just want one thing. I, I, I just want to, to dwell in God's house and behold his beauty all my life. Our, really, our one desire above everything else should be for God. Amen. To just want him. Uh, too often we want this blessing and that blessing. We need uh, physical healing here and we need uh, financial help there and we need uh, this job situation and problem with this relationship and uh, all these different things and those are things we should pray about absolutely but before anything else it should be God I want you I want to know you above everything else in uh, Philippians chapter 3, if you'll turn with me there for a minute. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Uh, Paul was saying, listen, I haven't arrived spiritually. I, I haven't apprehended it all. I'm not everything spiritually that, that I want. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, one thing, I'm pressing for God. I want God. And, and that's what David said here. One thing have I desired. I want God. It was the most important thing in David's life, was seeking God. We know David went deep into sin. He got away from God, as we are all prone to do. But the overwhelming thing, uh, uh, the overarching thing of David's life was a desire to know God intimately, personally. And that really should be our desire. That should be the thing that moves us and motivates us more than anything else. To know God. Notice he said, one thing have I desired. And, and then he goes on and says, that will I seek after. He wanted it and he went after it. Sometimes we want something. But we don't do anything about it. You know, we want to, uh, I don't know what, if you want to be an Olympic athlete and you sleep in till 9 o'clock every morning and eat Twinkies every day, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you know, maybe in archery, I guess you might. Those things may not. But even at that, you've got to practice and practice and practice. It takes a lot to do that. You can want it, but are you willing to do what it takes to get there? Right. I, I heard uh, a, a businessman, a wealthy man, uh, made a statement some years ago. He said, anybody who thinks $10 million is enough doesn't have what it takes to get $10 million in the first place. Well, I don't think anybody in here has $10 million. <laughs> I don't have what it takes to get $10 million because I don't want it bad enough. 
I don't like to have it if somebody gives it to me uh, because I could do a lot of good with that money. I can think of a lot of places to give that, a lot of uh, missions and different things. Um, But I'm not going to go out and push and strive to get $10 million. That's not worth my time. And by the way, your time is the most valuable thing you have. There's nothing as valuable as time. Nothing. Uh, money isn't even close to time because how much, how much money does it take to buy you one more year? Can't. You can't buy one more second. You say, well, I can get the best, best medical care. You know, rich people die too. Uh, you, you can't buy health. Uh, time is extremely valuable. But what... You want something, are you willing to go after it? To want it is not enough. To say, I want God, I want to know God, I I want to be spiritual. Are you willing to do what it takes to be spiritual? Which means spend time with God. Turn the TV off and spend time with God. Get up in the morning and spend time with God. Spend time reading God's word and praying Getting alone with God, getting still and quiet before God, that's a challenge. It's hard to get quiet. It's hard to get still. There's so many distractions. I I just heard today a a cell phone, the average person checks their smartphone, and uh, what was it, 82% of people in the United States have smartphones, and the average person checks it 96 times a day. 96 times a day. The average person spends 5.4 hours a day on their smartphone. And then the man said, this was a video I was watching on my smartphone. (laughs) He said, you're probably even watching this on your smartphone. I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) There are good uses for the smartphone. But turn it off sometimes and seek God. God is what matters. David said, I want God. One thing above everything else, I want God. And he went after him. He sought God. And that's why God said he's a man after my own heart. In verse 5, it says, for in the time of trouble... He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. He talks about God's protection. David understood God's protection. David went through so much. He had the king of Israel trying to kill him. Nobody said to King Saul, Saul, you know, it's not legal for you to kill David. No one could question the king at that point in time. The king could have anybody killed he wanted to at any point. He wanted to kill David. David's got a death sentence. And Saul's ordering people to kill David. If you find him, kill him. So David knew what God's protection was because God protected him from Saul. Later, he had his own son trying to kill him. Can you imagine that? It's horrible. Uh, David understood God's protection. 
He said, he set me up upon a rock. You know, a rock is a place of a, a sure foundation, solid, not moving. Jesus talked about build your house on a rock. Don't build a house on the sand. House on the sand is not secure. Has to be built on a rock. He said, he set me upon a rock. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. Talking about when the nation of Israel was going through the wilderness, twice God gave them water from a rock. There's no water in a rock. But God had literally millions of people. The estimates are Israel was two to two and a half million people, maybe as many as three million. And they drank that many people from a rock. God did that. But he said that rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Jesus Christ was following them around in the wilderness in the form of a rock. That rock was Christ. Jesus is the rock, the sure foundation. We can trust him. He is steadfast, unmovable. David said, God set me up on a rock, a place that will not move, will not budge. That's what we have in Christ. God sets us in Jesus and on Jesus, and we are, have a sure foundation. In verse 6, he said, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Singing is a powerful thing. And we should sing praises unto the Lord. Take time to praise him. Praise is very, very powerful. Prayer should start with praise. Praise God. Sing praises to him. It, it was in... Uh, when I was in that hotel room a year ago, I can't even remember the name of the hotel I was in, uh, but I was there and I was stuck because I couldn't get to Curacao without my passport. I, I, there was nothing I could do but wait till the next day. And I was there in the room and I was praying, praying and I was playing Christian music. And, and it was there that I learned the song. Somehow it was on my playlist and I don't ever remember hearing it before. But it was on my playlist, The Goodness of God. And I heard that song. I said, wow, wait a minute. Play that again. That's really good. It's a great song. We sang it Sunday. I love that song. Uh, when I think of that song, I think of Curacao, of course, now. Um, I, I, and when I do, I pray for Marisol, lady in Curacao, taxi driver that picked me up in the middle of the night when I was... It was a whole long story. It was a mess. I was stuck at the airport in the middle of the night with no ride. And she had somebody else that she was taking, but she saw me and said, Sir, do you need help? I'm like, yeah, I need help. I'm stuck. They didn't show up, the people that were supposed to pick me up. And uh, so I pray for her when I hear that song. And uh, I even sent that song to my wife. She was in the hospital, and she and my mother-in-law were listening to it. You know, to just, to just sing praises to God. In that song, it says, all my life, you have been faithful. 
all my life, you have been so, so good. God's been good. God's been faithful. Praise him. It's good to remember. We forget. We do. We forget. As good as he's been, how could I ever forget all he's done for me? Oh, the next problem that comes along, I forget everything. We've got to stop and say, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. God's got this. It's okay. God's got this. It's going to be all right. We can trust him. David knew God's got this. And he's singing praises unto the Lord. He, uh, he cries out in verse 7, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. I, David, the first three verses I told you uh, two weeks ago, we looked at his confidence, verses 4 through 6, his contentment. Now we see his cry. You know, there's no confidence and there's no contentment until we cry out to God. To cry to him. God is the source of everything and the only hope we have. And we need to turn to him. Verse 8, when thou sayest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Immediate obedience. And God told David, seek my face. Seek my face. Not uh, seek my blessing. Seek my face. God said, seek me. He wants us to seek him. In Jeremiah chapter 29, great verse. Many of you uh, know it, and I can't find it. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. They'll get it up there faster than I can find it. Um, see, they did. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. God's not in hiding, but he wants us to search for him with all our heart. He wants us to put aside everything else and say, you know what? I want God. And when we want God with all our heart, there he is. He's there. Seek me and find me. You will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Uh, Addie is, is at the age now where she wants to play hide and seek. But sometimes she'll tell you where she's going to hide. <laughs> she doesn't really get the concept yet. And all, all you have to do is listen. And she's making so much noise, you can hear where she is. It's not hard to find her, but you know, you've got to make a game of it. And look, is she, is she under the bed or under the couch? No. Is she in here? And you can hear her the whole time. And she's laughing and giggling. Uh, you know, that really is how God is. He wants to be found. He wants to be found. And he's letting us know how to find him. But you got to get up and go look. You know, I can't just sit there in my recliner, which is where I want to sit. And Addie says, come and find me. Yeah, I hear you. You're over there. No, she wants me to get up and go look. God says, get up. Get a little uncomfortable and come find me. I'm here. I'll give you directions the whole way. But you're going to have to put everything else aside. I, I can't search for Addie while I'm watching the football game. Right? She doesn't hide under the TV. She's hiding in the other room. 
God wants us to go look. Search for him. You'll find him. It only happens when we care enough and we want him more than anything else. In verse 9 and 10, David says, Hide not thy, thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Now, he talks for, first about God forsaking him. And you think, well, that can't happen. It can't happen to us. Because Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But don't forget, God took his Holy Spirit from Saul, the king before David. So David knew, oh, this is possible. I, I could lose the Holy Spirit when I mess up. Psalm 51, when David had sinned, he said, God, please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. And he had reason to pray that. But we don't. He will not leave us or forsake us. And praise God for that. Uh, he goes on and says, would my mother or father forsake me? Now, there's not much worse in this world than being forsaken by your own parents. That's a horrible situation that too many people have been through. And David says, when that happens, the Lord will take me up. My parents might not want me, but God does. And that's a wonderful thing. So look at verse 11. He said, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. I have enemies, but God, teach me, lead me. There's humility there. David is seeking God. Just show me the way you want me to go. In verse 12, deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh, he's asking God to protect him, to help him. The enemy was making false accusations, which the enemy often does. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. The devil will lie about us. The devil will get other people to lie to us and about us. And again, David said, I just need God. I just need God. He said, I would have fainted except God. He's the only hope. And then I, I love how he closes here. David gives encouragement to others. This is for us today. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He's challenging us today. Wait on God. Look, some of you are in tough situations. I've been, and I'm still, you know, my wife's going through other physical issues now, and I'm still going through a lot with uh, my back. There's still a lot of problems there. But God, wait on the Lord. Trust in Him. God is good. Whatever's going on, He's got it. He'll get you through. One way or another, God will get you through. When we get done with this mess on earth, we'll get to be with Him forever. That's a wonderful thing. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. You don't forsake us. You don't leave us. And you are always there. And you want us to seek you and to find you, to seek your face. We're always with you. We're always in your presence. But we can get so caught up with the things of this world 
that we forget you and we forget what's really important to just put everything aside and seek after you to spend time with you alone fellowshipping the sweet fellowship that you give us god help us to see the the truth what really matters is you walking with you bless us god as we go we love you and we thank you in jesus name amen